Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we want to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today, we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch Season 1, Episode 14, War Mantle. Peyton, how are you doing today? I am fabulous. Um... Went and saw Jungle Cruise last night with some friends of mine. How have you was seen that? it yet? I have not. You know, it was actually pretty good. I've read some reviews. Of course, you know, you got your negativity critics. Um, but personally, out of all the ride to film adaptations, uh, this is this is up there. Um I mean, I would say it's nearly on par with the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Although I think I think Pirates might be number one on my list. And I think um not I mean if you're not counting the rest of the pirate films. I mean if you want if you want to yeah. group those together, that's fine. But I think Jungle Cruise might be my close second. Um I never really liked Tomorrowland or no, you know, none of that stuff. I liked Haunted Mansion. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, would I love to see a new reimagining of Haunted Mansion? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of new stories they could come up with. I mean, there's different stories all over the world from the different rides in like Paris and Hong Kong and whatever. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that was that was my weekend. Um, and binge watching TV shows. <laughs> Nice. So, um, and as I recall, I posted a bunch of news on Friday all over Facebook. Yes, you did. I think you posted, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it now. I think, uh, well, excluding the repost, I think you posted four different articles. I did. Um, I think as now that I'm, now that I'm looking back on it, I think, they're just um, written discussions of what was talked about in the video. Okay. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Disney has been working on building this galactic Star Cruiser, Star Wars Hotel. Um, essentially, what they're telling us is, hey, um, here's all the stuff that we promised you in the theme park. But we didn't have the budget for it, so you're gonna pay us two grand, and you're gonna come do a land cruise for two days, and you're gonna get all this amazing stuff. So they've been keeping very quiet on this, which I'm actually pretty pleased about. I think they've been vocal about revealing a lot of stuff lately on different projects. Um, but finally, they've given us some. Details on the food, different types of food. I believe there's um, you can, what, what was it, Max? You can get blue shrimp. Uh, it's blue shrimp, and I think that's from calamari. Moncom. Oh, whoa! I, I, it's a trap. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't describe where that one's from. It describes uh, there are uh, something from Mustafar. I think whole meals, not just a single dish, but there's a whole meal dedicated to Mustafar. Dang, like, what is it? Is uh, it like, a, like it, a hot burger or what? I think, I mean, what right, is- I think, I think the picture is of a dessert, 
Um, and it looks like the plate was covered in dry ice. And so, oh my God, all this, it looks like lava rocks. It, I think it's dessert, but it looks like lava rocks and it looks like the plate is smoking, but it's dry uh -huh. ice. It looks cool. How, how are we supposed to eat that? Dry ice is kind of safe for you to eat. It's probably fine. Um, it I looks mean, like I it, know you put it, you put it in drinks. I mean, I've done it with my best friend fists, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but there's no way I'm touching blue shrimp. I'm sorry. I, I, anyone who's friends with a calamari, wrong calamari, and akbar, I'm sorry. Um, I will not be springing your trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's been a lot of um, discussion about um, other exclusive things that the guests can do on the hotel that um, a normal average day guest cannot do in the land. Like there's scavenger hunts that are connected to like the different rides and the stories. Um, apparently, we do learn uh, who gets the coaxium, but I believe we have an episode to get to. Indeed, we do. Project War Mantle. Aye, episode fourteen of the Bad Batch. Um, first impressions, Max. First impressions, I think that this was an excellent introduction to from the clone trooper codes to the stormtrooper codes like and, the tk and the yeah the tk oh, codes yeah. and i noticed that too i loved that they um, they sprinkled in yeah. a lot of good stuff in this episode they did they did um for me personally I had some hopes for this episode that weren't entirely realized or they were realized in other ways. I feel like this, even though it gave us a lot of new information, I feel like it was just another mostly a straightforward mission, but with um, a different outcome than normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we, we always see the bad bats, you know, um, you know, they do all this stuff for Sid and, you know, they accomplish the goal and, you know, whatnot. Uh, they did not the do mission. that this time. They, <laughs> they lost the member. Um, spoiler. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed the original trilogy vibes I got from the Death Star music when Han and Luke dressed in Stormtrooper outfits leading a Chained up Chewbacca to a cell block to rescue a princess. Awesome. 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 Um, do we want to go ahead and jump in? Absolutely. We open in the dark on the planet Daro. Dora? Daro, uh, Daro. Um, and a clone trooper with his helmet off, so we know he's a clone and not a he's volunteer. Running. And he he's is, it. he's booking it through the forest and he is and he, being hunted by these dog looking things called massives. Massives, which as anyone recalls, um, they are, are they domesticated? Some of them are. Okay. So some of these are domesticated by sand people. That's the Raiders on Tatooine. Um, do we know what their home world is? Tatooine, uh, Tatooine, okay. uh, Florum, and Geonosis. Okay, so are they where got three they're native. Wow, 
You know, when I when I first heard them, because they weren't called Massives by my audio description, I almost believed they were next to. Yeah, I but, would have definitely guessed that. That that's uh, either that or Cath Hound. Yeah, yeah, um, but scary looking creatures. Yeah. I couldn't tell in this scene they were it was so dark I couldn't tell what it was. Uh like there are other scenes throughout this chase where we get a better look at it. Uh-huh. Uh the clone who we will soon known as Gregor uh reaches the edge of a cliff and uh is able to uh, uh hide a beacon Sorry. underneath beacon. Uh, a piece of wood and continue to run mm. he gets stunned in the leg which is the first time we've ever seen somebody take a stun and it not a be not be a direct hit and b he continues to run and that's good foreshadowing yeah. for later um but he uh he, he gets does get captured yeah eventually. he gets stunned twice more before uh they ominously drag him off into the darkness Mm-hmm. Sounds like a horror film to me. Oh yeah, definitely Friday the Thirteenth vibe. Yeah, <laughs> he gets dragged off into the swamp, never to be seen again. Uh, yeah. Cut to the Havoc Marauder, uh, which is currently traveling through hyperspace. Omega is fiddling with Gonky, and Hunter is doing the butterfly knife thing with his knife and just flicking and it around. On- and they're on some sort of other assignment for Sid. Yep. We don't know what that is, though. Nope, we don't, don't even... We because they're in hyperspace, we don't even actually see what they're nearby. No. We don't. But we got an incoming transmission from a familiar face. It's Captain Rex. And then uh, in his cloak... And Rex tells them that he needs their help and explains that he received a distress signal from a clawing trooper. Uh, however, he is unable to retrieve him. Hunter asks if he wants them to recover, why he wants them to recover another reg. And Rex explains that the clone is an old friend who is in trouble and needs, and he needs them to get him out. Before Rex can ex- up. <laughs> Uh, before Rex could explain, a beacon rings, and he warns them he has to go. Rex instead transmits the coordinates to the Bad Batch before signing off. When Wrecker asks what this is all about, Tech explains that the distress signal is from CC5576. Uh, CC5576. What we later know is it's at, is uh, his old code was CC5576-5576-39. Uh, That's a long number. It is, uh, because he was a member of the 212th Attack Battalion and later became a member of the Delta Squad. Um, So, for a reminder for our listeners, 212th Battalion was led by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. And they frequently met up with the 501st, headed by Anakin Skywalker, and Rex is of the 501st. Now, who led Delta Squad? Uh, Delta Squad was run by, uh, here we go. The squad consisted of four. Um, uh, it was just a squad. It was not, uh, oh, commanding so was officer not like was Clone Sergeant RC, uh, 1138, otherwise known as Boss. 
boss. What's up, boss? So there was no Jedi commander, huh? Correct. Interesting. Sort of like the Bad Bass. Bad Bass never had a Jedi commander. And the cool part about all of this is that all of this is in, uh, it's all a reference to uh, an old game uh, called Star Wars Republic Commando. Um, mm-hmm. And the they have heavier armor. They have blue LED backlit uh, eye slits. Mm-hmm. And... So they're kind of like the elite, sort of? Yeah. And the way that it looks like Filoni is writing it is they are Project War Mantle. These elites, these commandos, are the last of the clone clones. <laughs> and so they, because they've been fighting the longest, they have the most history and they train the others and they get put on missions that not, none of the regular Joes like TK421 would be able to do. Uh, <laughs> TK421, why is it your host? <laughs> TK421, do copy. Tech says that uh, who he is and that it's on Daro, a terrestrial planet in the Outer Rim territories with no known settlements or installations. Hmm. Hunter asks what he is doing all the way out there. Hecko asks if it matters because Echo is 100% all about saving this clone. He's already in. Hunter explains that if they'd uh, that they have gone on missions before with without much intelligence, and this is literally a name and a place, and acknowledgement that there's trouble. One hundred percent in his right, within his right to be like, yeah, this sounds sketchy. I'm not sure, guys. Yeah, and then they bring up the fact that they're on an assignment for, for Sid. If they deviate, no money. No money means no food. Wrecker, after every statement, contrary statement, Wrecker says, "Oh, that's a good point." Um, <laughs> Echo responds with Rex uh, that Rex wouldn't be asking for help if it wasn't urgent. Wrecker agrees. Tech reminds them that they're doing a job for Sid. Wrecker agrees. Hunter says, "Without any food, we don't get it. Without getting any money, Wrecker agrees." Uh, Omega points out that Rex's friend is in trouble and that is more important than getting paid, and Wrecker agrees with Omega. <laughs> Whatever she says. After, Whatever the kid says. <laughs> uh, after a hard stare from Echo, Hunter reluctantly agrees to check things out, but expresses his disapproval. Does not agree to anything. He's like, we're going to go, and we're going to see it, and if it looks like we're going to get our butts kicked, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. We're... <laughs> see ya. This is when we cut over to Camino for the Camino. first time in a while. Oh, yeah. Crosshair. Tells and Rampart, Captain Rampart, Vice or, Admiral Rampart, Vice Admiral, as it, uh, that the Good operation evening. is ahead of schedule. A pleased Ram- Rampart asks if there are any available clones to be mobilized as low altitude assault transports, uh, gunships take off. They look like new, uh, look like they're already doing the tran transition from the clone war ships over to the imperial ships but we're not like there yet you know what i mean right so we haven't gotten the star destroyers yet no well, they, what, they might what there, um, i mean weren't there star destroyers in the republic too or no they uh, kind of they're like smaller the, the backbones but. yeah they still look like pizza slices 
<laughs> I just had two of those. <laughs> <laughs> so these gunships, these like transport ships, do look different. They don't mm-hmm. look like like the Clone Wars transport ships, but they no. don't look like the shuttles from Episode Four through Six yet. No, um, or we, Rogue One, really. or Rogue One. When Crosshair asks about the Kaminoans, what do we do with them? Uh, Rampart says that they have their orders and to keep their eye on them till the time is right, which is code for we going to kill them. Uh, elsewhere <laughs> in the facility, a group Mama of... Mama Sue and I'll say. Yeah. Are... Which is I'm not confusing at all. Um, <laughs> no. The legitimately... Like, Kaminoans and Keldor have, like, the most confusing names because they have the least amount of syllables. Mm-hmm. Keldor, like, Plo Koon, like, they don't have... It's weird for a Keldor to have more than two syllables in a name. Yes. And so it's just, oh, this is Bing Bong, and this is Kling Klong, and this is Akbar. <laughs> Bing Bong, Bing Bong! <laughs> okay. Um... So elsewhere in the facility, we got off subject. Uh, elsewhere in the facility, yeah. a group of juvenile clones are preparing to disembark. One of them asks Nala Say uh, if leaving the facility is against protocol. She says in her very uh, somber voice, uh, their training will continue elsewhere. The young clone asks if they, are, they will still be soldiers. She reassures them that this is what they were made for, which is disheartening. When you think about it a little too hard, she tells the clones yeah. to hurry while she speaks with Prime Minister Lama Su as Lama Su has gestured to her to follow him into a different room. Prime Minister Lama Su uh, closes the door behind them and says the Empire has canceled all their contracts. Nala Se is like, hey, we did a good job with all these clones. Surely someone else will pay for it. And Lama Su is like, Nah, we're, we were building arms for an arms race, and now there's only one big bad. They're going to kill the people that killed the gun, <laughs> that made the guns, so that no one else can have guns, if you catch my drift. Lama Su responds that the Empire is not like the Republic, and that they have empowered them to their own detriment. That was his words, I wrote that down. He fears that the Empire will destroy them, rather than allow their cloning operations to continue. Lama Su says that they must leave to ensure their survival. He orders her to gather those essential while he makes the arrangements for the departure. Nalase agrees, and we cut to the next scene back with the Havoc Marauder. It's like, <laughs> I like that we finally get to see like Lama Su have an, oh crap, uh, are we the baddies? Yeah, we need to get moving here. I think we have the baddies. The Havoc Marauder descends into Daro's atmosphere, and Tech brings the ship to... Uh, ship low to avoid being detected by scanners. Hunter is skeptical about banking on a banking a lot on a clone that they don't know. Uh, Echo says that Rex trusts the clone and that he trusts Rex. The Havoc Marauder lands in a forest clearing and the clones disembark. Tech uses a device to home in on the beacon signal. Omeka finds the beacon under a fern right where he... Uh, Gregor left it. Wrecker asks where the reg is. Examining the forest floor, Hunter does what Hunter does best and realizes that they've that he's are we're too late. They've already been captured and dragged, whomever it is. The Bad Batch and <coughs> Omega uh, follow his trail, which leads towards a mountain. Hunter deduces that there is something inside the mountain. 
And Tech, looking at his screen, goes, yeah, there's definitely something here because my scans are being jammed. Wrecker reminds Tech that that's he said there was nothing on this planet. Tech says that that data appears to be inaccurate. Despite Omega's objections, Hunter tells her and Wrecker to stay aboard the Havoc Marauder. Hunter leads the other clones towards the mountain uh, that we find to be a hollowed-out uh, subterranean secret military base for the Empire, uh, descending down into from the top of the mountain and a bit towards like this tube of a military base that is directly in the center of this mountain. Echo discovers a couple of clone commandos and stormtroopers. Cannot stress that enough. These are not clone troopers. These are clone commandos, which have the blue glowing eye slits. LG. Yeah. And the stormtroopers that look more like original concept art rather than episode four stormtroopers. Their helmet looks a lot like not grenadier, not like rocket launcher troopers, but flamethrower trooper helmets, I think. Huh. If I remember correctly, it might just be in fallen order. They look a lot like the purge trooper helmets in shape because it's a stormtrooper mm -hmm. helmet. Like, just right. how you remember it from episode four through six, but it has, like, these really high cheekbone things about it. Like, the uh -huh. eye, eye slits are smaller, and, like, the mouth part is a little bit bigger, slightly. Like, it's different enough that I noticed, but not enough to, like, be able to pick it out of a lineup mm -hmm. as, like, what it was. And Hunter, seeing this, Hunter immediately goes, nah, we're out. <laughs> Tech explains, yeah, this is a well-fortified base and is nearly impenetrable th for through most angles and m a ship flies overhead and drops even more stormtroopers and as they're marching out hunter says nah we're out of here yeah uh, echo's like you did it for me and and hunter's like this is literally a military base like we don't even know whether this person is whether this clone is alive or dead and I don't want to risk our lives on a maybe, which again, more than reasonable. He's being a sound leader at this point. Echo points out that the Bad Batch did, did in fact go in blind without reinforcements, just like this, when they rescued him from Skako Minor, and that he will, he would still be trapped there if they hadn't. Does not point out that they had uh, a Jedi, Jedi Knight with them when that happened, so it was a little bit more than just a little bit of backup. Tech says that he will need to tap into the central base uh, database to pinpoint CC5576's location. Echo suggests entering the base through the entry point in the lift shaft. The three clones jump on top of a turbo lift and enter the base through an elevator shaft. Inside the base, Echo uses his cybernetic arm to access a network terminal. And it takes longer, and as he's working on it, he realizes that this is a new encryption. The clones hide while uh, a squad of stormtroopers wearing the new armor walk past and enter a lift. Once they, get, once they tap in, Echo finds that it lists 50 clone commandos and 1,000 TK troopers. And everyone looks at each other, and they're like, what the heck is <laughs> TK? Um... <laughs> Hunter asks about progress, and Echo finds that the prisoner is, on, is in cell block 25, which is four levels down. They immediately go and uh, uh, run stage, uh, stage right and exit the scene. It cuts to Gregor. He demands 
uh, food from a stormtrooper. The guard dismisses him as a traitor, but Gregor reminds him that he is Captain Traitor. Just then, the Bad Batch knock out the guard, and Echo asks uh, if he's CC5576. Gregor says, who's asking? Hunter explains, Rex sent them. Uh, Gregor (laughs) Gregor then tells him, well, then the name is Gregor, and thanks for rescuing me. Uh, Point of note, Gregor is not voiced by uh, D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. Uh, which is why his voice breaks so much. I believe it is... I don't know if it's the same voice actor that played him in the video game, but I do know that it is not D. So far, I don't see it on IMDb. I did scour for it, and I scoured for Roland Duran's voice actor. I have not been able to find anyone to be accredited with these two characters. Uh, Gregor explains that the troopers have gathered for an inspection and that there's no way past them. Echo points out that if they can't reach the lifts, they can't get out. Tech says that he can direct them and heads to a network terminal and puts in an old clone trooper code and uh, sets off an alarm. But before he does that, Gregor asks uh, if they are clone commandos. Hunter says, the who to the what? Uh, Hunter explains that they're CT-99 and... The defectives and Gregor quips that the clone troopers who are loyal to the Empire are the real defective clones. And uh, Hunter, Hunter and him exchange a look that's like, all right, we're on the level. We're on the same page. When Echo asks what he was doing here, uh, he explains that he was an instructor for the stormtroopers. Just then, all the alarms ring out. Tech explains that he tried to do tried to key in a code 16 to redirect their forces i remember looking up what a code 16 was but i don't remember anymore mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. gregor explains that the clone codes don't work here and that he just triggered a security alert the clones are immediately attacked by stormtroopers and a blaster battle rages uh the clones stun some of them they're still shooting to stun everybody's shooting to stun the clones some some of them as hunter breaks the neck of one of his opponents um when hunter asks if there's another way off the base gregor says that the only way out out of the base is up examining the ball body of a fallen stormtrooper tech realizes that they are these are not clone troopers he takes the helmet off and realizes it's just a goot just like a dude <laughs> uh gregor explains that these are their replacements hunter stuns a pursuing group of stormtroopers uh with a stun grenade uh, and they continue to run down the hallway they fight several stormtroopers. I want to say, like, Tech asks Gregor if he knows, if he is sure that he knows where they are going. Gregor replies that he had, he did escape, and Tech reminds him that he was recaptured. Gregor's, Gregor counters that he made, that he only got captured after he made it out. When <laughs> uh, Hunter asks if Gregor had trained these new stormtroopers, Gregor replies that he didn't teach them everything. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been smart. The clones reach the elevator shaft. They stun the occupants and drag them out uh, like two stormtroopers. Tech uses an authorization code to activate the lift, which rises to the top of the mountain. When Echo asks about the new replacement troopers, Gregor explains that the clone troopers were born of a republic that no longer exists and that these new recruits come from all over the galaxies and they swear loyalty to the Empire. While they are not as skilled, there is an endless supply of them. Hunter replies that numbers aren't everything, 
and the door opens, and they are confronted by about 200 stormtroopers. <laughs> they immediately close the door and take the lift down for a detour. <laughs> Back at the Havoc Marauder, uh, no, it's just uh, Gonky walks around while Wrecker rests. Omega asks how Wrecker can be so relaxed. Wrecker says that he is charging before the action. Omega's worried <laughs> that they haven't heard from them, from the rest of the Bad Batch, and thinks that something is wrong. Wrecker thinks they have everything under control. And as soon as he says that, it cuts back to crazy amounts of blaster fire while the Bad Batch cower uh, undercover. Hunter jumps on top of a lift before grabbing part of that lift shaft. Tech and the other stun a clone commando named Scorch. He was named on the I am on the page. Oh, huh. oh, what? that's RC twelve sixty two. Was a clone commando, and he was a part of the elite unit Delta Squad. Delta Squad um, in twenty BBY, the squad recovered mm -hmm. two killed Jedi from the planet Deveron following a massacre there, led by Count Dooku's new Sith apprentice, Savage Obress. Delta Squad uh, took the bodies to the Jedi Temple on the planet Coruscant and reported to four Jedi High Council, High Council members there. In the period following the Clone Wars and the rise of the Galactic Empire, Scorch was involved in the training of the first generation of non-cloned Imperial troopers on the planet Daro. I kind of remember him now. So he is a named member of Delta Squad. Uh, this is the first time we've ever seen somebody, the second time somebody we've seen somebody take a stun and keep standing. Uh, it took five stun rounds to finally knock this guy out. I can't tell if it's just because he was uh, he was just a badass, or on top of being a badass, he also, like, Delta Squad armor is better than regular squad armor. It looked thicker. He looked more like a Warhammer 40k Ultramarine than he did a Stormtrooper. Like, Stormtrooper's <laughs> armor looked notoriously thin for being intergalactic uh, well, military. Well, yeah, it's notoriously thin. That's why they get shot up exactly and this dude looks like he's a heavy like i fully expected him to have like a uh like a mounted gun as his like walk around gun you know what i mean <laughs> this dude yeah. this dude was not a small man takes two bolts from a scorch in the chest uh but dismisses his injuries uh later uh, in another room stating that he's been blown up once. He, Wrecker, and Tex seek shelter in a control room and disable the control doors. Hunter joins them and says that the Imperials have blocked off all entry points to the main ring. Tech proposes using reactor conduits to escape the base. Gregor points out that the exhaust vent is halfway up the mountain and that they can't survive that jump. Tech says that they can signal, the, signal their ship for a pickup. He blows open the hatch, leading to the reactor conduit. While traveling through the conduit, Echo asks Gregor how he ended up on Daro. While coughing because uh, of his two double chest wounds, Gregor says that he was sent here with, uh, with other clone commandos, but quickly realized that he wanted out. Gregor quips that the Empire does not take kindly to uh, desertion, and everyone nope. kind of shares a glance, a knowing glance. Omega awaits on the gangplank of the Havoc Marauder. Uh as we cut back to their ship. Hunter contacts Wrecker and Omega, telling them that they found the target but need a pickup because they ran into trouble. Wrecker and Omega leap at the chance to start flying and uh, fly immediately over, start flying immediately towards their friends. The Bad Batch and Gregor reach the reactor port as uh, the Havoc Marauder approaches. As they're approaching, behind them, 
several LAAT gunships and V-wing starfighters depart from the base. The Bad Batch and Omega find themselves in a firefight uh, from behind. They're being shot at from behind by the V-wings. Omega manages to pilot closer to the reactor conduit, just so just close enough so that Wrecker can extend the gangplank and get Tech and uh, Tech and Gregor to board the ship. But Echo and Hunter are left on the conduit while Wrecker gets in the gets onto the rear gun to try to deal with the V-wings as uh, Tech grabs the uh, grabs the reins of the ship and f- tries to do some evasive maneuver so they don't get shot. Uh, Hunter and Echo are left on a hole on the side of a mountain being shot at. Uh, by troopers, yeah. By troopers. During a struggle Ooh. with Hunter, one of the stormtroopers falls over the edge, and Wrecker <laughs> manages to take down two V-wings, but the ship's shield genera- er, generator is damaged during the dogfight. Omega tells Gonky that they need him and plugs the droid into the ship's power system, restoring the deflector shields. This is the first time I've ever seen a Gonk droid be useful. I wonder if he was modified. I think that Omega was modifying him. Maybe she was. It's a maybe he's just like you know those like uh phone chargers, those like portable phone chargers. Oh, like the big battery things. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe she like retrofitted him to be that, but for the ship. Hmm. Just a thought. Yeah, interesting concept. This allow Tex. Uh, this allows Tech to circle the mountain base long enough for Wrecker to shoot uh, one of the other V ring. V-Wings, causing it to collide with uh, the last one. Tech tells Echo and Hunter that they are coming back and to be ready. Echo manages to jump aboard. However, more V-Wings arrive, disrupting the rescue. Hunter jumps and attempts to reach the gangplank, but loses his grip and falls down the hill into the forest. He attempts to break his fall with his knife, and it does this like really cool, scrapey thing, and it doesn't catch. He continues to fall. Omega screams in despair, Rekka! Back Wait, Recco or Hunter? Uh, Hunter, sorry. You right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think, didn't Gonky blow up too or something like that? Uh, he was just running out of juice. Uh, oh, nice. Back at the cockpit, Gonky short circuits and the ship experiences multiple system failures. Now that their backup battery's down for the count, the Havoc Monitor manages to take out a couple of E-Wings with its rear cannons. Meanwhile, uh, an LAAT gunship lands near Hunter. Uh, Hunter rises to his feet and tells the other clones to save themselves and get out of here. Tech is unwilling to abandon Hunter, but Hunter uh, orders him to take the others to safety. As the ship, as their ship rises into the sky, Wrecker continues exchanging fire with pursuing V-Wings. Several crash into the mountain while others are shot down. Omega pleads with Hunter to order the rest of the Bad Batch to turn around, but Hunter is unwilling to sacrifice his team to save himself. He allows himself to be captured by stormtroopers with massives, and the Havoc Marauder flees into hyperspace. This is where I thought the episode was going to end. Yeah, and then me they too. and then they tagged they, on some more. They go, tagged on the was it Camino next? Camino yeah. next. Uh, back to yeah. the cap. Lamasu and Malice. Yeah, at, back to to Poker City and Vice Admiral Rampart. Uh, Rampart confronts Prime Minister Lamassu, telling him that yeah. he was disappointed at the Kaminoans' lack of cooperation. He informs the Prime Minister that Ad- 
a disturbing matter has been brought to his attention. As elite squad troopers enter the room with Nala Say, Rampart says that Sue's chief scientist was gathering medical personnel to flee Kamino. Lama Su feigns surprise, as if Kaminoans can show emotion at all, and says he will decide on a suitable. Pu- I will decide a suitable punishment for Lama for. Uh, Nala say. say. I'm telling you, man, I keep getting, like, there's three syllables, and I keep messing them up. Uh, Rampart says that while he found the clone troopers overrated, he tells Nala say that he hopes to utilize her services for the Empire. However, he has little need for Lama Su's services, as he has no need for politicians. Two elite squad troopers arrest the Kaminoan Prime Minister for treason, and the door closes behind them. And in my head, I hear pop, pop. You think Lama Sue is done for? I don't think so. I think that we're uh, like, but he's, he is dead to this narrative. This is the last time we hear of him. I mean, maybe because if you recall, um, the scientist that was from Camino in the Mandalorian, Dr. Pershing, he was a human, not a Camino. Right, 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 right. So maybe Kamino was uh, run by humans in the future. I mean, Palpatine did have a phobia against all alien species. You mean this boy was racist? <laughs> Except against Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's yeah. the only alien allowed to be a Grand Admiral or be in the army, period. <laughs> Back on Daro, Hunter is locked in a cell. He is greeted by his former comrade, Crosshair. Crosshair. Uh, Hunter says, I was expecting you to show up. And Crosshair says, the whole squad. but you'll do for now. Cut to black. Oh. Predictions. Predictions. Um, first question. What was Rex up to? Like he couldn't go save his friend. Speaking, I mean, come to that. What has he been up to like this whole entire season practically from his, you know, I mean, because he... we see him briefly and then we don't see him again until now. His so his last message on screen was uh, alluding to talking talking to someone, and he the words he said was I I am glad to hear she's back. I didn't think she I thought she wanted to sit this out. Hmm. I think that she is with that Rex is with Ahsoka, Ahsoka at least for a time, and I think that's what's happening. I think he's with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put. I don't. I'm not convinced of me. that. I don't want to put money yeah, on that. I'm. I'm crossing my fingers. Um. And by the way, because uh, I know we, we've been talking about this for a couple episodes. If you look on the Wikipedia page, it does confirm that uh, this episode is set in 19 BBY. Yeah. So it is established that all of this is literally taking place probably months after the Empire, or maybe weeks. I have no idea. Yeah. But it's all 19 BBY. What I noticed is the Empire has, uh, they are very quick in, in getting things rolling. Yes, they are. And changing things around. Yeah, they are doing a really good, they're, they're making no, in no uncertain terms, they are 100% playing to their, uh, where we've been an allegory for Nazis from the start, and that's how we're going to do this. And they're cleaning up shop. It's they are. It's impressive if it wasn't uh, too scarily eerily similar to real life. Uh, right, right. 
I think that um, they did a yeah. really good job of making it feel you're seeing the fall, like to you're seeing the fall of the Republic within a matter of months. Like, right. This is what Padme was physically was mm. mentioning when she was like, "This is how democracy dies." With yeah, with thunderous applause. Yeah. So, um, so we don't have an episode title for this week's yeah this week's episode coming up. All right. What do you think? Well, it's the penultimate episode. So obviously we're going to have to have a rescue. Now, my question is, do you think the Bad Bath is going to go recruit Sid or Rex and have a confrontation with Crosshair on Daro? Ooh. If, she, if, <laughs> or, if Rex is with uh, Ahsoka, we get some like... Not yet adult, uh, but definitely not a kid, Ahsoka. Which, that would be Ash, uh, Ashley Eckstein playing her. Cool. I bet. I mean, I wouldn't mind hearing Rosario Dawson's voice, but I kind of view her as the live-action Ahsoka. Yeah. And I view Ashley as the young Ahsoka. What if they move Hunter from Garu to somewhere else? That is a good question. Because, because they could move him, they could move him to Kamina or somewhere entirely different. Hmm. Where would Crosshair is in charge of that? Yeah, he was given he explicit permission to be to head this up. So, like, where where else would he go? Hmm. Well, is there anyone higher than Crosshair that is monitoring what he does? Kind of, and it's Rampart. Aside from, or. Tarkin? Uh, anyone higher than Rampart. Okay. Uh, so I mean, all of Rampart's bosses seen... are his bosses. Right. So we haven't seen Tarkin in a while. Uh, the next episode is going to be Assemble the Squad. <laughs> Clones Assemble. And then we'll have the last episode be the confrontation. And I did hear talk that it would be over an hour. I'm not going to, I don't want to think about it, but we might get our, our casualties. Do you still have any bases on who do you think is going to die? No. All of them? All uh, of them, maybe? I'm, I'm worried about Omega. I'm worried about her being killed or I'm being worried. I'm worried about her being killed. I'm worried about her being the martyr for the group. She would be that. I'm worried. Just, just her personality Cause she's all the, that. Yeah, she's the physical embodiment of, like, their innocence. And, mm -hmm. like, they're still, like, they're, like, humanity, if you will. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't know. You know, what's worse is... If she martyrs herself and the rest of the Bad Batch somehow get new chips implanted in them or something, I was saying they could entirely fall under the control of the Empire or just maybe maybe Omega does survive, but it comes at the cost of the rest of the Bad Batch willingly submitting themselves to fight for the Empire. I'm also thinking the happy ending would be that they would kill Crosshair like in his dying moments. He, he wakes up kind of. Yeah, he has moments of clarity. And he'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we do have a Facebook page at SpecialUnit352. Uh, and our Instagram and Twitter are at SU352Podcast. Our email is... SpecialUnit352 um, at gmail.com. You can call us. And please yeah. rate and review yeah. us on your favorite podcast listening apps because that's the only way that algorithms know we exist. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, 
Me da juegos, tú decir. 